Hello and welcome to the Daily Reprieve Podcast, where the sexaholic or sex addict can find experience, strength, and hope from those that have traveled this road ahead of us. This episode is produced in the spirit of the 12th step to carry the message to other sexaholics. Every effort has been made to remove full names of the speakers in these recordings. This is done in order to follow the 11th tradition regarding anonymity at the level of press, radio, television, and film. This podcast is self-supporting through contributions. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and would like to support The Daily Reprieve, please do so by going to GoFundMe.com, search for The Daily Reprieve, and click on Donate Now. Without further ado, please enjoy today's Daily Reprieve. Hi, my name's uh, Hugh, and I'm a recovered sexaholic. I've been sober since November 16th of 09. What it was like. Uh, I was born into a family that uh, where my dad was actually a hardware store clerk to begin with, but wanted to become a pastor. So uh, when I was very young, he uh, went ahead and finished, went back to get his high school diploma, finished college in three years while serving uh, three churches, and finished the seminary in three years while serving three churches. So I didn't get to see my father very much growing up, but when he was home on the weekends uh, was when discipline would be handed out. Now, for me, um, I, uh, any of you that uh, know the old uh, uh, story of uh, Dennis the Menace, that was me perfectly. I was always curious, always finding ways to get into things. As far as my uh, sexual history goes, uh, when I was four years old, I was molested by a, a teenager. And then again, when I was 10, I was molested by a uh, one of the church elders' sons while I was staying with them during while my dad was at a conference. Um, and this started off the, the, the idea of the masturbation and stuff, uh, because that's where I was taught it. Um, I didn't think too much of it. There was, a, there was shame that went with it. I knew it had to be secret about it. But it seemed like uh, it was one way of uh, relieving tensions and one thing another that way. It was uh, almost addictive from the very start of it, even though I was even pre-puberty when it started. But uh, as I went through school, uh, my relations with girls, uh, I was actually... The first day I went to regular school on, on the bus, uh, I, at the first grade, I kissed a girl on the back of the bus and naturally got in trouble about it. My dad heard about it, um, which most kids at five years old aren't thinking about kissing a girl on the back of the bus. So um, uh, things were awakened in me very early that uh, naturally I didn't know how to handle and didn't know what to do with. But I did participate quite a bit. I always had girlfriends all the way up through, but my, most of my sexual acting out, all of my sexual acting out was with guys. Um, as I got into uh, high school, there was a lot more activity. It seemed like uh, I was always running into somebody who wanted to, uh, you know, do the mutual masturbation and that type of stuff, more, more of kids, what I called kid stuff at that point in time. Uh, by the time I graduated from high school, I had actually tried to do everything I could to stop but wasn't able. Um, so when I went into college, I, I thought, well, 
if I get married, maybe that'll help take care of things and everything will be all right. So when I was 20 years old, I went ahead and got married, thinking that would take care of it, and it did not. I was fine for a few months, you know, through the honeymoon period and all that, but the masturbation started up again. And it was a, a couple of years later when I started also acting out with other guys again, um, which was not good for the marriage and it wasn't good for me. Um, I did tell my wife after we had gotten married that I didn't know what love was, so I didn't know if I could tell her I loved her because I didn't know what that was, uh, which now I know after being in the program, I didn't know what it was. Because all I ever knew was uh, a lust or, or that type of a thing. As I, uh, as we went ahead and uh, got our first job together, we worked at a children's home and were house parents for that. Um, and I did do some acting out during that period of time um, with other other guys. Um, as uh, our marriage went on, there was probably oh up to the 36th year of marriage. There was probably a half a dozen times that my wife found out or knew something was going on and would confront me and we would go through a period of time where I was, uh, I was, I knew I'd lost the trust, but I was, I was just, in a sense, I was very afraid that uh, she would do something and then I would be left all alone and didn't know how to handle that. Well, uh, after in uh, 207, well, it was actually three years, three years, a little over three years before that. I started having an affair with another fellow, and that lasted almost three and a half years. When the confrontation came out about that one, my wife told me at that point in time that I needed to go ahead and uh, uh, decide what I was going to do. She wanted me to move out. She wanted me to take everything that was in our possession, you know, and put it all in her name. And as I was going through the process, uh, she said, no, go ahead and stop. But I just think you need to move out and decide whether you want the marriage or you want these other relationships. Um, about the first month, I had trouble sleeping. I had trouble eating. I had trouble doing just about everything until uh, my wife called me because she works for triage for counseling. Center. She said, have you, call, have you thought about calling SA? And I she you know, if you know anything about 12 steps, and I said, yeah, I'd heard about it because I'd had somebody in the, the one church I was involved in uh, wanted me to go because they thought our pastor had a problem, and I think really he knew I had a problem, and I probably wouldn't just come out and say it. So I did attend a few meetings, but they were like two and a half hours away, so I didn't do it very often then and naturally stopped. Uh, but at that point, I was desperate, so... Um, I went ahead and typed in uh, Sexholics Anonymous, went through four phone calls, uh, actually connected up with a guy where there's a meeting the next morning. It was a Friday night, and I think that Saturday was April 14th of 2007. And that's when I came into the program. Uh, coming into the program my first day there, I was really nervous because for me, I thought everybody else here is all going to have you know, acting out with, uh, you know, with the opposite sex and stuff like that. And, and that, uh, they're all going to look at me like I'm weird and, and, you know, because I already felt different anyway. Um, but they didn't. And, uh, that was a real surprise to me. So in, in the course of the next couple of years, I went through the steps. I went, uh, 
I went to four meetings a week. Uh, one of them I had to drive an hour either way, but I, for me, I was desperate. Um, after we had been separated, my wife and I, for several months, she asked me to come if I wanted to come back because she had seen a change. And I said, I don't want to come back till at least I've gone through, you know, steps uh, through the steps. So I, I didn't move back in uh, for, it was, it was almost moved out in March of 2007, moved back in February of 2008. And at first uh, I stayed in another room because I didn't want things just to go back the way they were before. Um, working through the steps was probably the best thing that's ever happened in my life. It was scary. It was hard to face. Um, the thinking that I, because I would grown up in the church and one thing or another that way, you would think the first three steps would be pretty easy. Well, I knew I was powerless. I knew that God could restore me to sanity, but I'd always done a lot of pleading and stuff like that, and I expected him to do something for me rather than working through something. So after I got to step three, I, I, I found that all of a sudden things started changing. I had no trouble putting down people I'd harmed and things I had done wrong. Uh, had a real hell of tri- trouble with uh, finding any good that I'd done because I just suspected all my motives as the pleasing people and that type of thing. So anyway, um, after I got through the steps, uh, I did have a few slips here and there. Uh, that's why my date, I, I went like 40 days. And... Uh, because of this happening with a lot of people knowing that it happened, it was not brought out in secret. It was brought out in public. Um, most of our friends uh, had, didn't have much to do with me because they were siding with my wife at that point or were feeling bad for her. And uh, so I didn't tell my family for a while, but finally did in the immense process. Um, and... Uh, let me think here. So after after uh, after the first couple of years, I had another slip where the the person I'd had the affair with called back, and for some reason I started talking again, which I should not have done, and then ended up uh, acting out the last time, which was that November sixteenth of '09. What's happened since then? Uh, started sponsoring other fellas, getting involved in service work in the in uh, SA, uh, became, uh, uh, you know, representative to the uh, SA intergroup uh, that we have here. Um, then I had the guys come to me. My, my sponsor, my grand sponsor came to me and wanted me to become a rep to the region. And I said, are you sure I'm ready? I was probably sober about four years at that point. And uh, they thought I was, so I, I, I went ahead and did that. And they did that for the purpose of they wanted me to become uh, a, a representative to the General Delegate Assembly, which uh, I did after I had the five years. I went as an alternate alternate first, and then, uh, and that's where I'm serving now as, as, as a part of the General Delegate Assembly. Uh, I was surprised. I said, you know, you guys, aren't you pushing this a little fast? Because I thought I needed to learn a lot more. But they felt that my recovery was good enough to be able to do that. Now, what my relationships now like with my wife? Um, probably about four years ago, my wife told me she finally uh, 
thought I was the guy that she had thought I was when she married me. Uh, because uh, at that point, we had both been very much involved in the church and uh, in our faith. And uh, so, you know, she thought that was always the base of our relationship. Well, what had been true at the beginning, we were friends. We were good friends. I did love her. I do know that now. Uh, we love each other very much. I have a relationship with her now that I never thought was possible. I've seen it in the book, and I thought that was that was something that was like a dream. But uh, it's not been a dream. It is actual now. Uh, we have very few disagreements, uh, and when, uh, definitely when I'm at fault uh, or I see that it's not going well, I go ahead and I admit my part of the wrong and don't even care whether she admits anything or not. I figured after 36 years of marriage, uh, I didn't have any right to tell her uh, any wrongs that she's doing or has done. Uh, that was not my place. Um, so I think that's about it. And I'll go ahead and turn it back over to you to uh, do with the, what you do with the rest of the meeting. Thank you.